Welcome, A Thousand Flips, Kevin Lincoln, Dan McDonald, episode 11, talking about an infamous property that uh, we teased up last week. Dan, fill us in. Uh, so we have a really cool podcast today. Uh, we have the buyer, there's a house in Northern Virginia, um, house in Fairfax that was advertised for sale for $800,000 and it would convey with a person uh, living in the home, the person, uh, you could not see the lower level of the home, uh, the person would convey with the home, and this got all over the news, this got over local news, it even made some national news, and we are talking to the buyer of that property here today, we're gonna, um, she's gonna tell her story, we're really excited to share that story with you, um, so without further ado, we will, uh, let her take it away. Welcome to A Thousand Flips Podcast with Kevin Link and Dan McDonald, how we did a thousand real estate deals in the last five years. Teresa, thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Um, this is, I think, a story that um, people might be interested in because obviously you bought a very famous house. Um, for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> There's a house in Fairfax <laughs> for $800,000 that uh, was accompanied by a person. And um, it sort of got sensationalized in the media. Um, there were stories, you know, people baffled by housing prices um, and also, you know, saying some potentially not very nice things. Um, but we are really excited to kind of get your take, hear the follow-up to this story. You bought the house. Um, can you tell us about it? Yep. I bought the house. I was able to see the upper two floors. Um, I think I bid just a little bit over asking price. It was in very similar condition to a lot of houses that we buy where maintenance has gotten away from the owner, just outside of their ability, um, for a variety of reasons, usually. And, um, I, it can, it, the, the listing stated that it conveyed with a person in the basement that did not have a lease in place or pay rent. And, and was, it, um, was that person in the, in the actual MLS listing, was that? In the MLS listing, the public, even the public part of the listing. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, yeah. Not just the agent notes. It said this publicly. And was and it, did they say the word squatter? No. Okay. That was, it just, that um, was the, a, a construct of social media. I, yeah, I heard um, I heard someone on the news uh, use that word. Yeah, um, and I don't think the listing said it. And I honestly think the reason this story is important in the discussion is that that was a complete misrepresentation, and um, people never, you know, heard the real story, and it was really destructive to some people's lives. So and, this was a house that kind of this was a like a news story that went kind of like quasi viral. Right. Yeah, it was. So, I think Zillow Gone Wild picked it up. Zillow Gone Wild, yeah. That I I was on there during, when Instagram, I was uh, right? for spring break. That I was on that one. I think that episode. No, okay. But mm -hmm. there's uh yeah. So this was like um eight hundred thousand, eight hundred five thousand, something like that. Advertised property in Northern Virginia, and it was and the MLS notes, both I guess public and private, had. Uh, indicated that the property came with an, a non-paying dweller, if you will, the basement. and that the basement, basement could not be viewed. And so and the basement the things be, that yeah. the public that doesn't understand real estate investing picked up on were 
what's going on here that you would sell a house without letting someone see the basement? You know, maybe the foundation's falling in. What kind of crazy person would buy this house? Like sight unseen, you know, the basement sight unseen. Um, but we do that all the time. Are you calling us crazy? Right. I buy entire houses sight unseen. It's built into the price that, that unknown. I have to assume the basement might be falling in. In the um, Teresa, just just to clarify for anyone who might not know you, um, you're oh. a professional investor. This is what you do for a living. This is what I, I do for a living. Fix them up and resell them. Yeah, so we're working on number fifty for investment purposes. Right now. Yep, number I have 56. my own number fifty six. Congrats! Got my own full time crew. My husband manages that side of things. I do the real estate part, the design, the acquisition. Um, and so not being able to see the basement, I could actually walk around the outside and see that the foundation looked sound to me. But even if it's not, that's built into my price. I have fixed a number of not so good foundations. I have people that do that. Um, this wasn't an issue to me. The fact that someone was living in the basement, um, I consulted a real estate attorney and kind of considered my options. And um, I sort of saw three outcomes there. Best case scenario, oh, you sold the house, I'll move out. Like, great. Um, the next thing would be maybe cash for keys and incentivize, you know, moving out. And the, the, this is for the occupant, the occupant, the hard scenario for me would be somebody living down there that really didn't have the means to move out. And I don't want to displace somebody. And how can I, um, I'm involved with some organizations in Northern Virginia that could help these people. And I could compassionately help this person find an appropriate place to live. So we just kind of went in, like, we don't really know what this is. But I think um, the reason it really became an issue was that social media just ran with it. So first yeah. it's Zillow gone wild, then it's the local news. And then there was a TikTok thing about it. It was on the Today Show. It went to like real estate um, outlets uh, abroad, which, and I think a lot of the story was because our housing market, this, this number just sounded crazy to people, 800,000. And from my perspective, yeah. I, you know, kind of a general benchmark. I don't know how you guys operate, but I start with what's a tax assessment. If if you're asking below tax assessment, okay, maybe that's interesting to me. So I think that if I recall correctly, the tax assessment was 860. This is, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I think that's helpful background. I mean, as I understand it, this story got a lot of traction, mainly just as a sort of benchmark for where the market was. People were yeah. saying, you know, they, they saw, okay, 800,000, with uh, your not being able to see the basement, somebody who's not paying rent, um, who's living there, and you know what is what has sort of our housing market come to? And yeah, what have we what, is it, what have we come to? Where this is this is what you can buy for eight hundred thousand dollars, right? So, you no, know, but... it's it, in the abstract, it sort of sounds kind of sensationalized. I mean, the house is worth you know is it's in a valuable area. Um, in Fairfax, Virginia. So the most sought after school district, a sought after neighborhood, right. a great yard. Yeah. But what people didn't realize is this is going viral is that people's lives were affected. And it really renewed my faith in the, the role that wholesalers play in preserving the dignity of somebody in a difficult situation. So the reality, um, without disclosing people too much about people's private situation, because I don't, I don't think it'd be too hard for people to track down what house it was, but the reality is it was just an interpersonal situation within a family. And there was someone living in the basement with a child. Um, this person's livelihood was affected. 
the reality was the owner didn't want this person to leave. This person was never asked to leave. As soon as she heard that I had purchased the home, she left voluntarily and had her own business and the means to get her own you know, living arrangement and that she was there because of her relationship with the owner right? who was in hospice and some estranged family members and the relationship between mm. all parties was really complicated. And um, I mean, it, the pictures were in MLS, so they're public and right. Little Gone Wild went nuts about, you know, what was on the bathroom counter and what was on the kitchen counter. And um, it was really... I think inadvertently that I, I don't think the agent who listed it had any idea this would happen. I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus, but I, the fact that it was in MLS was really um, compromised the dignity of the client. I remember seeing this story and scratching my head a little, mm -hmm. um, trying to figure out why is this story getting so so much happen and it didn't go away. This is like such a common situation that people in our businesses see all the time. So a house that needs work and a tenant who, or a person who may need a little more time um, after the closing right. to figure out where they're going to go. We deal with tenant situations or, or people who might need some post-closing occupancy all yeah. the time. So this was a really ordinary situation. Um, it never sort of made sense why this particular house. No, it really uh, didn't. And I had made my offer by the time I realized that this was starting to gain traction out there. Right. Um, and it continued even after we were under contract, we closed within a week and the discussion went on for weeks. Um, we didn't get to renovating it right away. So it had sort of died down by the time we worked there. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it was sort of just took, a, took on a life of its own. That, that's like a you know so it sounds i mean it sounds like it went for whatever reason it kind of went viral because um for what we talked about earlier you know people you know eight hundred thousand, and here's what you get blah 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 but there's some collateral damage is i feel like right. is what sort of the message here is that, that um you know I probably even, go ahead sorry, in, sorry in, to inadvertently um just through the the act of listing it and through sort of it getting picked up and passed around through the internet, um, the occupant of the property sort of um, may, may have been portrayed unfairly. Um, and that relationship that that individual had with the owner was, it sounds like, was misconstrued and had some negative consequences for that occupant as a result of and their child. This was a child, and child. And school yeah. and um and their business and yeah, really all aspects of their life were were compromised. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not a good that's not a great outcome. Plus, I guess their personal, you know, people were talking about I wouldn't want people I have Q tips on my bathroom counter right now. <laughs> I wouldn't want <laughs> I'm not sure I want anybody going through and mouthwash for that matter. I think uh, it was it was dirty jeans or something, you know, like the laundry. Or, oh, it was well, just not... silly. But once people, that's why social media and kind of online bullying kind of thing is so dangerous, and we see it in you know so many other arenas. Yeah. But... Well, I have I have two dogs and two small children, and my house almost always looks like a disaster zone. So okay, I, I can I can one up you there. My. Uh, my goats figured out my dog door. Goats. I'm sorry. I, is that, that's not a pet word for your husband, is it? No. Okay. 
gosh wow <laughs> no you, way to one that really that's like but don't real, they eat the trash one up they were eating the flowers on my kitchen table when i came home from work one day <laughs> oh gosh i got a picture to prove it I'm like, I have small children, Teresa's like, can you hold my beer? I actually live in a farm. <laughs> I have goats in here. Yeah. <laughs>